You're right. It can get out of hand <laughs> quickly. But um. Uh, so what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, definitely gotta be mint chocolate chip. Give me that chip. I want mint that chocolate right chip. <laughs> All right. Cool. Moving on. I'll just say I saw a photographer, uh, Wynn Wiley, that I follow, and um, I think he's great. And um, he said, I wonder if we'll look back at... Basically, like, I wonder if we're going to look back in 20 years and all laugh at how orange and Oompa Loompa Loompa like we made (laughs) skin tones. Yeah. And it made me just think about style and how those things change and whether it's good to, like, jump on the train or whether you just, like, kind of stick to a certain style or just all those different things. And I guess the the two things that I thought initially was like one, I think just looking at those photographers a lot and seeing them, I think I just noticed it either subconsciously or maybe semi-consciously affected how I graded. Cause I'm just like, I kept seeing it. And I'm like, I guess this is kind of where things are moving. So then I noticed, I went back to my last two videos just to thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I did, I did grade the skin tones a little more orangey and then you know, what I maybe did a year ago. And, um, you know, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that, but it was just interesting. But then it also made me think like, just coming from a film background, some of the best films are, you know, I would say pretty timeless where they were good in the seventies. They're good in the eighties. They're still good in the nineties. You know, they have pretty, a more timeless kind of aspect to them. So I don't know. I was kind of thinking about that and torn between those two of like, yeah, you have to do stuff stylistically, let's say that's of the time, but there's so that tension, I guess is interesting to me, but. I see where he's coming from and I've definitely seen a lot of Instagram posts that I thought were like maybe like a little oversaturated skin tones, but it's funny because I'm coming back from the other direction where I've been told that like skin tones in a lot of my photos can be like sort of desaturated mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And so there's definitely the spectrum that we're working with. And so kind of like you mentioned, I've started to add a lot more um, orange hues and like yeah. tonality to skin tones in my photos. But I don't, I hope, I don't know. I hope I haven't crossed any like style lines or like gone too far in one direction. I don't think so. But you know, it's a subjective thing. I don't know. I guess like overall, like backing up from the specific comment about orange skin tones and looking like Oompa Loompas, it's more just, are we, I feel like we're always just reacting to the wave of style, like the stylistic wave that came before. And so I think that maybe this is definitely a symptom of that, like where there's a couple photographers who decided that they like that style and then maybe they're, charismatic or they for some reason or another have gathered a following and a lot of people just naturally want to emulate them yeah so this it sort of just spreads like a brush fire yeah we went through a, a similar like popular wave i think in um probably like five or six years ago where the trend was like very vintage very washed out very yeah yeah and i i'm like i don't know washed faded. out sounds so bad but like faded like that kind of thing and yep. not antique but like Vintage, boho, boho, bohemian or whatever. That yeah, was like a style. And it's still like... Faded film look. Faded film look. That's it. And a lot of people still like use that aesthetic. But that was Losers. kind of, I think, like much wider used back back then. And I think that everyone was, including myself, like there just came this like one day where I was just like, I'm tired of everything looking so faded. I think yeah. I like accidentally boosted the contrast on a photo yeah. when I didn't mean to. And it's like, gosh, that looks good. It's hard to deny that that looks good. And so I think... 
it, it was about the time where like Visco sort of came on the scene and Visco was doing the opposite of that faded film look. And it was just like, wow, this is like so yeah. punchy. And like, I think that that's sort of the reaction to that vintage faded look. And I maybe, maybe as indicated by comments like wins, perhaps, um, maybe we're like reaching the end of that, that aesthetics life cycle. I think that every, it's funny though, because like you hear the same sentiments echoed, like when said that his new presets are going to try and emulate like natural skin tone, like and true to life skin tones. And that's what everybody was saying. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that when won't set out to achieve that and actually hit it. But I am saying that like, as like a broad statement, like, Everybody was saying that when they were switching away from that vintage washed out look. It's like, oh, that's not how it looks like in real life. Like, we want to make things look the way that they really were. And I even remember saying that to clients when we were, when I do interviews with them and they ask me how my style was. Um, and it's just funny that we're using the same jargon applied to the thing that we were originally saying that about five years ago. I guess, yeah, for me, like, the question is, is like how do you kind of uh toe the line i guess between doing something that looks modern and like cool and hip like some of those more orangey toned skin color photography looks like and like creating something that's i guess timeless and that you know because like even in things like fashion or art there's like you could probably look at it and tell like maybe where when it came from and there's nothing wrong with that but I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's a part of me that just wants to kind of grade a certain way or or do things a certain way just because it kind of feels right. But then I'm also like, you know, you want it to be feel kind of new and fresh. And sometimes I guess you need to do things that are, I would say, more of the time. Like that's something that's of this time that if you look back in wedding photography, there's like the faded film look. And now it's like, this is the bright orange-ish skin tone look. And But it's interesting too, because when you talk to clients, they'll ask sometimes, like not all clients do this at all, but some clients will ask like, if I edit the photos and I, if you're a photographer, you like realize the absurdity of hearing that statement. And it's like, yes, of course I edit the photos. So what are they really asking? They're really asking like, to what degree are you manipulating what yeah. we see on the day of and like what we deliver and like how you process that through your like artistic filter. And um, it's it's a weird question to answer because you're having to like explain in more granular, like intentional details, this thing that you think is that you, that's like kind of more in the back of your head. Like I almost say to them, it sucks to say out loud, but it's almost like a, you know, it when you see it sort of thing, like I could probably tell you a few attributes of the way that I prefer to edit photos or that I could assign to photos that I come across on Instagram and like, but I, so much of it too, is just that like gut visceral artistic, yeah. you know it when you see it, right. that's a good photo or it's not. And I can't really yeah. pick out exactly why. Mm-hmm. But there's some photographers who, who can, and they can be like, oh, there's like way too much blue in the shadows, but sure, sure. It, they can see nuance well, like that. And it's always like, even like just, again, coming from a film school background, you know, we're like taught in cinematography and all that stuff to like know all the rules so you know what you're doing when you do end up breaking the rules. So you should at least know what's right and wrong and what's technically, you know, good and bad. But 
maybe you're like this i really like the shot a little more blown out i don't know why i just think it looks better and it's not like maybe technically right but it just feels better yeah there always has to be room for that but it's good to know that you're blowing out the image or you know that you're creating a skin tone that's not real you know and not so i uh, yeah as long as you kind of i think are have intentionality about it and are okay maybe just like you said doing some things you're like that feels it feels good like that or i really this isn't what i normally do or maybe what someone else normally do but i really feel like it works like that so that's a great point though yeah i i definitely think as far as like how it applies to video though um there seems to be like a lot less maybe it's just because i i see fewer videographers but or follow fewer of them but it seems like there's way narrower of a range of like acceptable like edits or acceptable like aesthetics and looks mm-hmm. Would you say that's true? like it's narrow yeah like there doesn't seem to be like a huge wide range of styles like there are with photography yeah you know it's tough because like it will it'll change pretty soon but you know there's probably not as much play of an image in like a hd or 4k you know kind of uh, compressed image you can't do as much as you could with like a huge megapixel photo so you're a little more locked into certain things um, but they're getting you know more like high def or uh, high dynamic range and um, you know high resolution images where you have a lot more like um, log style video where you can have a lot more play in the image so and I think it's tough too because then you have like maybe in the film world or video or um photo world people that you fall and like and you think oh since you know so and so does this i'm going to start doing this or maybe that's what i need to do to get to so and so's level of like kind of artistic respect and so you start doing something just because you saw someone else do it but then that's kind of how some art trends work is you just see someone else doing it and then you do your own take on it you know see this is what's interesting because somebody is doing it quote unquote right and somebody is doing it wrong. Like so, technically right, you mean? Not even technically right, but like stylistically right. Like uh, someone pushes it too far. Someone pushes it too far. Uh, yes, and so yes, it's yes. like, it, it, it's fine yes, if yes, the yes. right thing spreads like wildfire, but it sucks yeah. if the wrong thing Right. Is. It's like somebody had this like, oh, I'm going to try this like slight tinge of a little bit of orange in, in, in some of the high, you know, highs of skin tones. And then it kind of evolved into like everybody just looking like an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I feel like that from the faded film thing of like, oh, I'm going to add this like slight film fade to just like a little bit of film on the, you know, on the um, kind of top layer of maybe some of my images. And now then it became like everything was like faded film look. So, yeah, moving on. Okay. Anyways, so going to Japan in a couple days and I had a three hour Internet binge researching cameras to take with me to fit in like that travel camera category because I have, it sounds so first worldy to even call this a problem, but the problem was my two 5D Mark IVs are just like, they're they're like the wedding Chunky. powerhouse, like work, or not powerhouse, like they're the wedding workhorse lenses. Like they're beastie, they're heavy. The lenses that mount to them are just big and camera-y mm-hmm. and I feel like that's fine and almost expected in the context of a wedding photographer but when you're traveling like obviously there's like the consideration of wanting to travel light there's wanting to be obscure at least with like the kind of photography i would like to do like and also introvert vibes going on here i don't want to draw any attention to myself when i'm taking pictures 
And um, so that took me kind of in a direction where I was like, you know, I want to get a travel camera and I also want to have a camera that maybe I can just take around that is in my iPhone for just general life pictures. I don't take any pictures outside of weddings and it sucks because I love photography. It's interesting, actually. When I started dating Megan, her friends knew that I was a photographer and I, she would tell me that they would ask, like, oh, is he, does he just like take pictures all the time? Isn't that the coolest? Yeah. And like... Quite on, like, no. I, she, it took, oh man, we must have been together for like four or five months before she even saw me take a picture with my actual camera. Right. Um, maybe even like started to believe that I wasn't a photographer for a certain period of time. It was just, I just don't, I don't know why. I, it's just, I think part of it is because normal. of the form factor and also because it's just work. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And there's always like, you know, you, you take a lot of iPhone pics and that's a different thing and just, you're not going to haul that thing around everywhere you go to. Yeah. Functional. So I started looking at Leicas and started researching those because they're small, they're cool, they're high-end, good camera. But I just, and I kind of just landed it. Unless I'm buying a film Leica or film camera that sort of transcends technology because it's film, I have such a hard time stomaching like the five, four, three, six, seven thousand dollars price tag for a digital camera. Like it might be a Leica and it might be in like, you know, the brass body that everybody wants, but it's still like tech. You want that brass body? I want that brass what body. What do you mean everybody wants? I don't Who know. Who wants the brass body? But when a Leica starts brassy and that's like an appealing, that's an attractive Who else trait. wants that? How do you know everybody wants that? People want brass bodies. Oh, name one person. Okay. If you want a brass body, go ahead and. No, no, I was a, I just, you said everybody wants that. I never heard that. What do you mean? Like in in Leica, like Leica, Leica fans. Where love, do you how, where do you find out that information? LeicaFans.biz.co. Oh, really? Where do you, where where is that coming from? It's just pop culture, man. Yeah, but like, are you reading forums? or Are you like on? Yeah, reading forums, watching YouTube vids. Oh, okay, sweet okay. vids, That's Reddit. What I meant. Okay. Yeah. So the like, there's a lot of alluring traits that Leicas have, mm. regardless of what the guts are, film or digital. And I understand that. Point is, like spending, it's paying like a substantial premium for still with digital. Leicas are expensive because they're well made. Right. And that, that's one, it's quite one thing to spend that much money on a well made film camera that you could, that maybe was made in the 60s and is still just as good, or is that you, or that you buy today and is going to last generations uh. as long as film's around. But it's quite another to spend the same amount on a digital camera, Leica or not. Mm-hmm. Like it or not. Like it or not. Um, so what'd you end up going with? So I ended up just getting, uh, since I have, you know, the 5D4s, they're like yeah. really nice cameras. So it seemed like a shame to not use them. Durable? Yeah, totally durable, like amazing image quality. Um, but the lens is what was kind of the hindrance. So I remembered that they make this little pancake lens that's 40 millimeters, and it's literally hmm. as thin as like two iPhones stacked on each other. So I ended up getting that, and I'm going nice. to give it a run. And I'll follow up with you guys in the next episode about how it went. Yeah, and that's like a substantial size and weight downgrade Huge. for you just carrying that around. And that's something you could, it's a big difference just even getting it out and probably the just use of it and yeah, totally possible dangers of dropping. And yeah. I don't know. It's you, almost like a burner lens, it's like 150 bucks. Yeah, just use it once and toss it out. Honestly, Disposable. <laughs> Disposable lens. Yeah, but I mean, I don't remember what that stupid adage was, like the best camera you have is the one that's on you. But I don't want it to be the one that's on me. Like I don't want it to always have to be my phone. Like I'd like to be able to take out my bigger camera more often and have fun with it. 
And I just know for me and my personality type, I'm not going to if it's going to be a burden to carry or kind of a beast or photographer-y. Well, I was sitting next to Megan when we were when I was looking at all this stuff, and um, she's in grad school, so she's a different level of income compared to somebody like me who's working full time. Um, and so I turned to her and asked if it was absurd for me to even be thinking about spending three, four thousand dollars on a camera. And she turned to me and said, "It definitely is." And so she kind of for shook. that purpose, yeah, for that purpose. If you were saying for your work, that'd be different. No, but just as a, like for fun, extraneous purchase. There you go. Um, yeah, and so it kind of shook me out of that like trance. You got shook. Yeah, and then I started looking at other options. But that's interesting too. It sometimes it just gets taken like it just takes getting literally shook out of a spell of wanting to buy something. And I don't know like where how it happens. Hey, I wonder if. The, ra- the fact that you want to buy something is because you're on all those Leica forums and you read it and you think about it all the time. And if you just wouldn't watch all those videos and wouldn't go on those forums, you wouldn't even think about it in the first place. So I have arrived it's like at- window shopping. I know where you're heading with this. <laughs> it is. It's actually online window shopping. It's, it's true. window shopping, yeah. So I know where you're heading with this. And on the heels of talking about that camera purchase with Megan, we backed up broad big picture and just talked about like spending money wisely overall. Yeah. Um, she suggested that any like emails or anything that are like auto fed that are like those kind of she she asked the question uh-huh. what is it that causes you to like want She's to buy something thinking the same way I was thinking yep exact same and it was like well I do get those emails I do get some subscribe forums. so I started un- hitting them subscribe no but she's totally right I'd like in the easiest way to do that I found if you want to do that really quickly got a quick hack for you. Um, go if you have Google or whatever search just the word unsubscribe and like every newsletter that's on the subscription letter will come up and you can just go through all those and unsubscribe if you <laughs> want and then seek out the stuff when you're like I need a lens then go look for it or if you're like I need a smoothie subscription service then go look for it but don't <laughs> let them tell you that you need something or that they have some hot new thing because then it will create a want that wasn't there before Brandon. It's true. And it's not actually, it's even worse than just a want. Like, let's just give myself some credit and say that I have enough willpower to like resist buy the actual purchase. That will usually spin me off into like an hour or two of just like mm-hmm. quote unquote researching, right? Kind of window shopping. Yeah. It is totally. And it might not even lead to like, it might even end up in a good intention ish intention place. Like, let's say yeah. I get an email from like Topo and they have like a backpack sale. And so I go on there. But then I see a picture of like the, one of their promo pictures and it's like the backpack being used in camping. And then I start thinking of like, oh, I haven't gone camping in a while. Let's like start researching a trip to Banff. And then you just go on this. I don't know. I think if- And then like two or three hours of work is in the like burner. If, just yeah, no, for sure. Fire. I mean, if you're clicking on an email, a sale, something email, I think you already lost because you're only clicking on it because there was a sale. You don't have an innate need for that thing probably before you open that email. That email put that need in you to say, oh, maybe we should look at back. Like, I, I don't know. I just like, I never try to buy things based on sales. And it's great if, it, if the thing I'm looking for happens to be on sale, but I I never look at the Amazon deals. Like I never, I, I, I just, I that's just my philosophy. But um, Prime Day is such an example of what you're talking joke, about. Yeah. It's like forcing a need. Yeah, and, and then you're like, Kindles are like 30 bucks. Maybe I should just buy one. If you're just sitting there, you wouldn't think, I should get a Kindle. Like, exactly. It's just, it's just, it's. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know people are 
I just thought everybody unsubscribed from email newsletters and stuff. But well, I mean, that's the thing. I'm I'm pretty good about unsubscribing from those yeah. kind of things. Except there's like just a small handful of brands that mm. I feel like are well intentioned and you like to see their stuff. Yeah. Like even Artifact Uprising, they're smart. Like they're yeah, they're, they're amazing people. I do love them and I work with them a lot. But yeah, that, that's but a good example. Their emails are characteristic of a lot of the the companies I still subscribe to and there yeah. where they give you a little bit they content. give you some blog content yeah posts that's like, different okay that's then there's a, a sale different. that comes through that's, that, that's a middle ground yeah but if there's stuff that's just like you're getting the whatever sales letter I don't know I'd say unsubscribe from that don't even look at it I've been doing it that's what Brandon's 20 the rest of 2018 resolution is is that have you ever you're is what is unsubscribing from things I don't need to see. Yeah, just Google or search in the bar the word unsubscribe and that'll bring up all the stuff you can just click, click, click. They also have apps that you can use that can do that for you too. Look it up. Look it up. You're pretty, you and your brothers are all like really minimalist and kind of frugal. No, frugal, not kind of. Frugal. But yeah, has, a little bit. Has there ever been anything though in, that you can remember in your life where it was just like a weakness, like a purchasing weakness? Like mine would be tools. Um... For me, not really. I mean, I did find that like anything akin to window shopping is is gonna hurt anybody. Like, if all of a sudden, like I maybe in back in the day, I if there's like I use Amazon a lot and I see like the deal of the day, I used to like look at that a lot at a certain point, and then I'm like, yeah, maybe I should get a new printer. Maybe I should get these like exercise. I don't know something that I really don't need. And it's just it's just like you know watching a stupid infomercial or something. But I haven't had any like. It, I just I don't I, I'm like very like of my both my grandpa's mind thinking of like if it ain't broke don't fix it like I know like I want uh, in my personal life in my work life I'll buy new stuff and upgrade and try to you know stay up to date on a uh, gear but um, yeah personal life I don't have I'm trying to think I've never like had something that I've been like oh I've really been you know drought you know pushing a lot of money into this certain area like what are your, your hobby well yeah i guess i don't have hobbies. your hobbies is your work. i like doing my work so i <laughs> like have hobbies outside of that so that's what i'm saying it kind of works out but um, even like with work purchases too like i've witnessed it you will yeah like you won't hesitate just dropping sd like money on a new sd cards right. whenever you need to it's worth it but i guess what's different about you compared to other people i've met who are in this kind of world is that you're not just upgrading for upgrade's sake no, for a purpose. Like you don't get a, ta- you're not like a gearhead. Like you don't no. necessarily nerd out on specs, but if there's well, something that's going to make your yeah. workflow better or the product better, you yeah. will. And like I do look at some, I have like a Feedly app that I use. It's like a newsfeed of some um, blogs and stuff. And sometimes they're a little bit ad like where they're just kind of like trying to tell you about some new thing, but then they have the Amazon referral link at the bottom. But, um, you know, I try to figure like, what do I, what's my need? And then go look for the product rather than seeing the product first and then being like, oh, I could use that. I try to figure out what am I looking for? Like I literally had a need the other day and I didn't know if this product existed. And I spent like an hour Googling it, speaking of which, it kind of exists, not in a great form. But I said, is there is there something I can put on the top of a tripod and have it automatically track a tripod head so I can put up a second camera put like a receiver unit in a groom's pocket and have a camera, t- you know, cause I'm, I do a lot of single shooting and there is kind of, but it's not great. But like, I thought of a need first and then look for the product rather than seeing the product and 
trying to f- make demand for it, I guess. Mm. So I, I just, that's usually my philosophy, but I'm just, I like, I don't know. I just don't try to like, like a new flashy thing be my impetus for making a purchase. Mm-hmm. Finding, like I have, <laughs> I have a need for upgrading a computer and I'm doing that, I think out of, you know, saying, hey, I need more horsepower in my computer because I'm, you know, dealing with more 4K uh, files and I'm wanting to do you know smoother and faster editing and so then I'll look accordingly for a computer that can handle that rather than seeing like a shiny new thing and buying it just because I'm like oh I could use that so mm-hmm. anyways that's ish my philosophy yeah that makes sense got real into Beanie Babies back in the early 2000s <laughs> though no my brother did actually my I yeah my Zach has got my brother has got you know he gets like super into like you know, hobbies are actually yeah. good to have, but More collector. But yeah, but like when he gets into like he's like really into Beanie Babies when he's a kid, and he bought like every Beanie Baby, and he gave all of his allowances to Beanie Babies, and then, you know, when he's older, it's like Scotch, and it's like buy so many different really expensive bottles of Scotch, and not that he's a alky or anything, just because it was like his fun hobby thing. So I definitely have that in my family, but I think I just don't get, um, I don't get joy from buying things. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if I've ever really get, seen you get very excited about a purchase, like giddy. Like I Christmas get excited morning, about the things I can do with that later. I'm like, this is great. I'm so glad I have this thing. But like the getting it itself, I don't get like a high from. Like, no, that's mo- true. Most I mean, people get like a dopamine fix from that. You don't even like gifts. No, I'd rather you not give me a gift. Yeah. Save you money. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I don't think many people are like that, but I, I mm. bet they wish they, I mean, I, I wish I had more yeah. of those tendencies to, there's other things that make me happy, but that's not one of them. Like puppies. Yeah, like Derek's. Uh, cool. Then I think that just about does it for this episode. Before we go, Josh, where can people find ya? Um, yeah, my stuff's just at joshharney.com, and Instagram is joshharneyproductions. Cool. And I'm at brandonscottphoto.co.com, and you can find me on Instagram as hello, Brandon Scott. <laughs>